Wow, so I'm finally back on the microphone. It's been quite some time since I've recorded an episode. And before I dive into the show today, I'd like to share a couple of benefits of listening in today. The first one will be actually talking about the hiatus that I took, why I took it, and hopefully in understanding the way that I processed and thought about taking a break can help those of you who are in a position where you are thinking about stepping away, be it from your job or from a sports team or something like that, if you need to make more time for yourself. The second one is a bit of a rant about gym form, and I'll dive into why I think it's important that you use the correct technique in the gym. And there's something that I've just been noticing a lot lately, and it the more I see it, the more sort of irritated I get about it. I'm hoping talking about it will get off my chest and also help you to make sure that your technique is correct. And the third one is actually a secret. So I can't share that with you up front. Just know that it's something exciting and I'd appreciate it if you stayed and listened in. And on that note, I'd like to welcome you back to Fitness for Fatherhood. This is the podcast helping first-time fathers find the time to regain their health and fitness to become the superhero dads their kids look up to. I'm Stacey Liddell, your host, a qualified personal trainer, two-time amateur physique competitor, and a soon-to-be dad. I firmly believe that a healthy body and mind are the cornerstones to a fulfilling life. Get ready to gain actionable tools and strategies from real-life examples to take control of your health and fitness to become the superhero dad your kids can look up to. Okay, so I'd like to kick off the show and just actually fill you in on something that I'm going to be doing a little bit differently going forward. So on my hiatus, I took some time to listen back to some of the podcasts that I've released in the past. And while I'm mostly happy with the content, I'm not quite feeling like I'm delivering exactly who I am and my personality through the microphone. And I think that's because I was a bit nervous to go off the cuff and be myself. And so a lot of my previous content was quite rigidly scripted. And I think that by doing so, I'm kind of holding myself back and not allowing my brain to go where it wants to go. And going forward, I would like to just sort of open that up a little bit more and be myself a little bit more. So you may be hearing kind of a different style, maybe a different cadence to my voice and all those kinds of things. And that's literally because all I've got in front of me is a little piece of paper with a couple of notes on it. And I'm going to try my best to go off the cuff. And yeah, so I hope that the new format is appreciated by all listening in. And I just feel a little bit more comfortable doing it this way. It feels more authentic, more genuine, and I'm here for it. And if I make any mistakes and things like that, you'll be hearing sort of the raw version of what I want to put out. Unless there's something sort of extremely egregious that I may, may want to cut out, um, you'll probably be hearing all the filler words and all those kinds of things because um, I want to give to you the best sort of experience and genuine version of myself rather than sort of just reading off a page and spitting information back at you. All right, that was very long-winded and I think just had to be said because, you know, some of you might just be hearing a different kind of style to this podcast and thinking what changed and that's likely the change is that I'm going a little bit more 
improv and not going to be so much scripted. So the first point of order, I guess, is the hiatus. And some people, some friends of mine were asking me, have you stopped the podcast? What's going on with the podcast? Have you quit the podcast? I haven't heard the podcast in a while. I think you get the point. And basically what happened is I was unaware of how upside down things would become once the baby arrived. And that's kind of actually the third point that I didn't want to share, which was the little secret in the prelude of the of the episode. Yes, my baby is here, baby girl. Her name is Emily Miles Liddell, and she is with us. She was born on the 15th of August. And yeah, essentially I decided that to be the best dad I could be and to be the best husband I could be, I needed to step away from the microphone for a little bit. I think going forward, if I know there's something big coming up, like a birth or something along those lines, I'm trying to think of something else that would be massive, Uh, maybe like moving abroad, moving to another country where it would be stressful and time-consuming. I think in future, maybe what I'd do is I would pre-record something, release it and just say, look, guys, I've got a stressful slash big event coming up in my life. And if you don't hear me or see me releasing episodes, it's likely because I'm taking some time to step away from the microphone so that I can focus on my family and on myself. And I will be coming back to you, but I just need that time right now. So yeah, essentially, I think I could have done it better. And I'm always one who's looking for improvement and doing things a different way. But it really was pure and simple that I had to be uh, I had to be there to support my wife and I wanted to be super present for the early stages of my daughter's life I wanted to be all hands on deck and you know I think honestly it was the best thing I could have done I don't have any regrets about not recording the podcast yes maybe there's going to be a bit of drop off of listening and maybe some people that used to listen won't ever come back to it cuz they'll think oh well what's the point the guy makes a bit of content and then he disappears Um, and that's fine like I guess that is the game that's part of the game you know Um, I made the decision to step away and I've got to live with that and I'm happy I'm happy to accept that and as I said I think it was the best decision I could have made Um, I've really really loved spending a lot of time with my daughter being a father um, being close with my wife and yeah, it's been an incredible, incredible time. And I guess that leads me straight into talking about uh, the sort of the secret point, which was I was going to let you in on what fatherhood has been like, my experience so far, things I've learned, um, things that potentially could benefit other people. And um, and kind of how I think every baby is unique and how that plays into your your life and your situation. Uh, before I do that, though, um, shit, I forgot to just mention that if you need to kind of step away, like I said earlier, uh, maybe I did say this, uh, I think the only thing you need to consider is what the best decision for you, your family, and your child is in that moment. I'm just so glad that I stepped away because I don't have any regrets about it. I didn't miss anything important. Um, and I think that's where 
you need to go to in terms of making that decision. If it feels like it's the best move for your family, I think take that step back from it, whatever it may be, whether it's from uh, a sports team that you're involved in or maybe you have a like a boys' night where you play poker or something. And if you feel as if you need to step back from things like that and spend time with your family, that's up to you. And I honestly think you won't regret it. I think it'll be the best decision you've ever made. All right, so getting into the whole fatherhood story, um, in all honesty, and I'm going to touch wood here, as they say, our experience so far has been relatively smooth. Uh, We don't have an overly vocal daughter. She only cries when she needs attending to, whether it be a burp that she can't get out herself. Uh, Maybe she's feeling a little uncomfortable, being a bit too hot or too cold, or perhaps having a soiled diaper, she might get a little bit sort of whimpery about that. But then once you change her and sort out, she's been fine. The biggest moments of tears or crying um, have actually been when she's hungry. Um, After waking up, she can get a little bit noisy. But as soon as she's put on to the breast for, for milk, she is... 100% sorted and she's okay and good to go. So we've had it relatively easy um, from what I'm understanding from from speaking to other people. And another thing is she's also sleeping relatively well at night. Um, She sleeps sometimes, you know, three and a half, four hours for her first stretch. And then she kind of has another like two hour stints. So, you know, I'm getting most nights like seven hours of sleep, sometimes a little bit less, but that's of my own doing. If I stay up to watch a a football game or something like that, then I lose out in sleep and I sometimes have the luxury of having a nap in the afternoon with the baby after work if if our sort of nap times sync up. If not, then I just soldier through and try and get some catch-up on the on the next night. Um, yeah, so I think in my experience, it's very difficult for me to to really complain um having a baby who's been relatively easy and doesn't really give us too much trouble has been a blessing but i also have learned from others that those things can change and they can regress and their sleeping cycles change and their personalities can completely change so i am bearing that in mind as well and if you're having a similar experience to me or a vastly different experience to me I guess that's also a little bit of comfort to know that maybe if you're having a really tough time in the early stages of the of the child's birth, after the child's birth, maybe it'll change as things develop and change in the brain of your child. So um, I'm reading a book at the moment. Oh, hell, I can't even remember what it's called. Um, but essentially, it talks about these big leaps of development that children make, especially in the first year or two of their life. Um, and According to the book, our daughter is right within that window of having her very first leap, which is around six to eight weeks old. Um, she turned six weeks on Tuesday, which is the, what date is that? The 26th of September, for those of you listening at a later date, 26th of December, 2023. Yeah, so we kind of are hoping that when she goes through these leaps and changes that not too much changes, but we also appreciate that things can change and 
yeah, that's all part of the ride, I guess. I realize I made a bit of a whoopsie at the end of that little segment there. I said the 26th of December. Obviously, I meant the 26th of September. I do have my little baby girl in my arms with me now, so I've just been singing her praises about how good she can be. Let's see if she stays quiet. Apparently, she is well-fed, and so she is sleepy in my arms while I record this little bit. Um, something that I didn't touch on that I would like to talk about, um, and I know I said that up front I wanted to share some things that might be beneficial to people. Um, what I have noticed with babies is that if you want to have things done with as much ease as possible, make sure your child is well-fed and well-rested before doing said thing. For example, when we bath our baby, she's always well-fed, well-rested, and I'm not sure if we just have a kid that loves water because I've heard some babies scream when they enter the bath. Our kiddo is super chilled. She doesn't uh, She doesn't stress. She actually seems to love going into the water. Um, so that's something that that I wanted to share. And another thing that I've noticed is I'm not sure if it's a change in my hormones because there's a baby in the house or whatever it may be. I've noticed that uh, my patience actually has increased. I'm a lot more chilled about certain things as well. And I think it's also something I have been trying to be... Oh, there we go. Thank you. Something I've been trying to be more aware about. Uh, Someone's obviously a bit like Dad, wants to get her sounds in on the microphone here. Um... And yeah, so I think it's important to remember that to exercise patience. You know, when the baby is as young as mine is, which is five, six weeks old, they're not doing anything to irritate, to irritate you, frustrate you, or to make your life difficult. They just, uh, they're just doing the best they can to communicate their wants and needs to. The fatherhood experience of having a baby has been very positive. What it's done to me as a person. Um, which is another kind of aspect that I wanted to touch on, is kind of, geez, I don't even know how to quantify it. Like, I just feel so much gratitude. I feel so much happiness and peace. And the one only negative thing that I can think about is that I wish that I had kids younger. I wish I had the time to have more children now. Um, I really, really have loved being a dad and the experience of becoming a parent was incredible to me. And I also think that it's something that we are robbing our younger people of. I think this whole fixation on career and money and, oh, just wait until you're older to get married and have kids. I don't know if I so much agree with that message anymore. When I was younger, I used to think, oh, you know, you know what, I'll wait until I'm 30 to get married and I'll have kids when I'm 35. Uh, there's a lot of people who do that whole thing and then hit 40 and haven't yet found the person, haven't made the time to start a family. And you can't go back and change that. I mean, that's sort of a final decision that's unchangeable. You can always get your career going when you're 40 years old, but you can't really have your fertility window increased. And um, I've also just been looking at the data on it and I, for the life of me, cannot remember the podcast that I listened to about it. 
um, I'll I'll find it and I'll I'll drop it in a little bit later. But essentially, um, if you don't have children when you're 30 years old as a woman, your chances of having a kid are 50% or less overall. Just it's harder to find a partner, it's harder to conceive, all these things. And for men, it's not much better, to be honest. Um, there's also sort of an over exaggeration of just how good IVF is. Apparently, it's not as great as what people think it is when they initially uh, go for it. And a lot of people struggle even using IVF. Um, I'm not so clued up on IVG treatment, which is the newer one. Um, apparently, it is more effective. But, you know, as, as I've said, I don't know too much about that. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. There we go. I mean, I've meandered off and gone on a bit of a tangent. As I said, would likely happen now that I'm not really scripting things. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I just think... It's been such an incredible experience to become a parent. Um, And if it's something that you are keen for, if you are thinking about having kids, I would say, geez, man, get on it. It is such a great experience. Um, In my opinion, as I said, I wish I'd started younger. Um, I wish I hadn't bought into the sort of story that's been told that you've got to wait to have kids and all this kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, and I hope if any of you are sort of umming and ahhing about it that are keen to have kids get it done do it and I'm I'm sure you'll love it as much as I have and the final segment of today's show will be my little rant about form and technique and specifically um, trying to lift heavy weights and doing it with partial reps Guys, fathers, dads, men out there, please do me a massive favor. Stop trying to press weights that you cannot press using a full range of motion. There are so many guys at the gym I'm currently at who I see loading the bar, and I'm like, wow, that's an impressive amount of weight. And then when they go to move it, they don't even go through a quarter of the range of motion. For example, there's one guy who does a sort of single arm machine lat rows. And he can only pull, it's like a hammer machine, a hammer strength machine. He can only pull the handle to the point where his elbow just gets to 90 degrees and then he has to go back, he has to drop the weight back. That's as far as it goes. He cannot pull his elbow behind his his chest or sort his lats, you know? Like he cannot pull his hand right next to the side of his body like we should be doing if we're doing a sort of a hammer strength pull or right there next to the, the chest. He literally, as the arm gets to 90 degrees, he has to go back because the weight's too heavy, he can't pull it all the way. Then there's another guy who does leg press for almost the entire leg press is stacked up with 20 plates, 20 kilogram plates, so it's like, wow, so he's got massively strong legs. Let's see how he does. And he essentially doesn't even get his knees to 90 degrees. Well, he doesn't get his knees to 90 degrees. Not essentially. He does not get his knees to 90 degrees. He moves the weight about five or six inches, and then it goes back up to the top. And he's grunting, and his face is all red. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you're trying to train your your quads, glutes, hammies, how you think? How do you think that you're training those muscle groups 
if you aren't actually getting them under stress and tension. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I, like, I often wonder, um, I mean, these both these guys, they have relatively well-developed te- f- physiques, but there's room for improvement. And I think the room for improvement would actually be fixing their form and and changing the way that they train. I think that would be the next step up for them. But it's just always amazed me that you can get so far into training, develop a relatively good physique without having the right fundamentals and principles in place to do so. Um, and it just shows you how, how obviously pushing heavy weights, even in a partial way, can obviously reap benefits, but they're not getting the full benefits of their training. That's 100% sure. And so in all cases as well, another thing I've noticed, I live in Korea, so there are a lot of women in the gym, but this is something that seems to only happen amongst the men and Oftentimes, it's younger men. Some of the older guys do it as well, but I think that's just kind of like a, it seems like a lack of understanding of what they're doing. So it's maybe they are older and this is kind of the first time they're really getting into gym and they probably need a personal trainer to show them the ropes. Whereas with the younger guys, you've got access to YouTube. You don't have any excuses. You can go and you can watch a video and be like, oh, all right, that's how I can do um, a full proper squat or a full proper leg press or a full proper shoulder press whatever the case may be there's so many resources for young people um to get their form right it's just something you can easily do and yeah i mean i'm not sure why it annoys me so much to be honest uh i think it's because i've done my personal trainer's qualification and i just see it as a lost opportunity and i just think to myself you know, I'm the kind of person I love looking into things. I love researching stuff. I love watching videos about different exercises and potentially new things that could be better for for you. For example, recently, I've really been trying to incorporate stretch-mediated hypertrophy. So I look for exercises where at the top of the range of the movement, it's kind of stretching the muscle a little bit. Um, for example, rather than doing a straight bar lat pull-down, do something like a lat prayer. And the stretch at the top of the lat pre is much more significant than for a normal straight bar lat pull down. Um, yeah, things like that. And so I think watching people do things that are suboptimal tweaks me because I'm a personal trainer. I can see how much they're leaving on the table. Um, another thing is also um, it's annoying because I just think, you know, is it? the ego that can't let go of the fact that they have to be pressing the highest weight possible um, and that's just something that has never been a part of my lifting regime and in my opinion and maybe I'm wrong here but in my opinion you're too worried about what other people that are potentially watching you think and at the end of the day one day you'll realize that pretty much no one is watching you pretty much no one is looking at your life they're too worried about themselves to actually give a damn um, I mean, what's that famous thing when you, before the age of 20, you're so worried about what everyone else thinks. By the time you're 40, you don't care what anyone else thinks. By the time you're 60, you realize that no one else was thinking or looking at you in, in the first place. Um, and I just think, yeah, if you're worried about what people think or the weights that you're pushing, uh, if you think people are going to judge you because you can only bench 60 and not 100, I think you're lifting for the wrong reasons. Um, and so, yeah, you've got to fix your mindset around training. And if you cannot push the weight through the full range of motion, 
it doesn't matter if you have to drop a bit of weight to do it properly um, because also there's injury that you've got to worry about. The more weight you put in the bar, the, m- the, likely, the more likely there's going to be an injury. And if you're racking up weights that you cannot do a full deep squat in, one day that bar is going to fold you in half and you're going to seriously hurt yourself. So, yeah, that's kind of my rant over. And if you feel as if you don't have the skill set to train to a full range of motion, that's a different thing than doing it kind of knowingly. Um, if you feel as if you don't know where you stand in terms of your technique, your form, your training, my first point of advice would be speak to a personal trainer. Get someone who's knowledgeable to help you train. If you can't afford a personal trainer, watch YouTube videos. There are, as I said earlier, there are tons of guys and girls on YouTube, on the YouTubes, as the boomers would say, and they will help you to learn how to do your form properly. Then, after watching a video, what I would do, what I normally do is I nerd out, I write notes, I make points to focus on, and then when I go to the gym, look at your reflection in the mirror. You can see whether or not you're doing the right thing. You can then also say, oh, actually, you know what, when I get to X point in the movement, it's actually a bit painful for me. Why is that? Is there something wrong with the biomechanics of the movement? Am I doing the movement incorrectly? Or is my range limited for whatever reason? You can then begin to develop and change and sort of get better in each and every lift. Like I remember when I started doing squats, um, my bottom range of motion was very, very limited because I have knee, a knee problem. I have had two ACL injuries in my right knee. So even today, I, d- I don't squat as deep as what I used to when I was a teenager. But through practice, I've gotten comfortable with getting deep enough to where I'm happy these days. And so I would have never have been able to do that if I didn't watch myself in the mirror when I squat. I try to always get a mirror in front of me when I squat because I don't want to be sort of cheating at the bottom of that movement. I guess I've been ranting enough now and I guess that's where I'd like to wrap it up and I just want to say thank you very much for listening in and I'm hoping to get back to three episodes a week. I'm going to see how that goes and I'm going to be quite frank here and just say if I can't do it, the only reason is because I don't have the time with the baby around the house. So I'll definitely be doing two episodes and I'm pushing for three. I've also definitely looking at guests i've reached out to a lot of people who i think would be interesting guests most of them are fathers as well as involved in the fitness space somehow um that is they are personal trainers powerlifters those kind of things so i'm hoping that conversations with those kinds of people can add value to you as the listener and on that note i think that's all for me today and it's awesome to be back and i hope that you enjoyed this more sort of free-flowing, off-the-cuff type style versus the scripted one. Um, I would love to actually hear back from you. If you'd like to reach out to me, I will leave my Facebook link in the show notes. I'll also leave my email. If you'd like to say whether you loved it, whether you hated it, um, which version you like, do you like the more sort of formal scripted version or this kind of more chilled talking off a couple of notes on a piece of paper. Alrighty, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening in.